Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. The beginning of May every year is a time when we remember National Day of Prayer. And it's kind of a prayer month when we're reminded of the need to pray uh, for our lives, for our nation, for the world. But during this time, I get I get a lot of questions though about prayer and what's the point of prayer? Does prayer really do anything? Or how do I pray? If God wants to do it, I mean, wouldn't he just do it himself? So basically, those are just the questions I want to go after today is, why do we pray? What does he even do? What's the purpose? Well, there's a lot of different purposes, but really one of the main reasons we pray is just connection with God. It's, its purpose is to connect our hearts to God's heart, you know, heart to heart, mind to mind. Think about any relationship, a marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, friendships. You build that relationship through talking, through conversation. And there's people who are like, well, I don't have the gift of prayer. That's like saying in a, in a relationship, you know, I just don't have the gift of talking to my wife. Would that ever work? No, not at all. Every relationship is built upon conversation. And so that's what prayer is. It's building a relationship with God through talking with him. Not everyone is called uh, to be a preacher, right? But every single Christian is called to prayer. It is the fundamental thing that connects us to the heart of God, just like in any relationship. God actually calls out in Jeremiah 33, 3, and he says, call to me. Pray out to me. And he says, and I will show you unsearchable things that you do not yet know. The idea is that he actually reserves certain things that he keeps hidden, that he only shows to those who will call out to him. You got to think of prayer as the life source. It's kind of like if you had a phone, when you have to keep it plugged in and keep recharging it to, to get it to run. It's the same way with prayer. It's, it's kind of like, well, why do I need to pray? Well, why do you need to charge your phone? to have it function. You are not going to be able to function in this Christian life without prayer. Prayer is that abiding, that connection with God that keeps you running. But so many of us, we say, I just feel distant from God. But how often do we plug into him through prayer and through connection? Prayer is that charging source for your mind, for your heart, for your soul, for your body. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your request or present your requests before God. Let them be known. And then it says that a peace that surpasses understanding will come upon you, will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace supernaturally starts to come upon your mind. Your mind begins to still because you've given it all and you've connected it to God. You've released it out of your heart and a peace will begin to come. God wants you to pray because he knows it'll create peace in your heart and in your mind and it'll connect you to the source of life once again. People ask me though, like, man, but but what do I say? I mean, I remember one of the first times when I started to pray, I dedicated time and I said, I'm going to pray to God. And I'd go in my room and I'd get there and I'd get ready and I'd say, okay, God, I'm here to pray. What do I say? And then I would pray every single 
thing on my heart, go down the list of, oh God, save my friend, God, help me with this, give me wisdom with this, right? And I pray everything my heart knew how to pray and I would check the watch and it had been like five minutes and I'd be like, oh, praying for an hour is impossible. Because I had no idea how to talk to God. You see, you don't learn how to pray in a classroom. You learn how to pray in the closet, in the secret place. The, the way you learn how to pray is just start praying. You, can, you will figure it out as you talk to him in the secret place. So what do you say? Say everything on your heart. Tell God your needs. Tell God how you feel. Tell God what's going on. Length of prayer and the, the, the beauty or the vocabulary or the words, that doesn't matter nearly as much as the weight of prayer. You could get up and if it's something that's connected to your heart, oh God, help me. That prayer will go further than in a whole paragraph of eloquent speech that has no heart behind it. God cares more about the weightiness of the heart behind the prayer than the actual big words themselves. And so just say what is on your heart. The weight is more important than the length. That's the first type of prayer is personal prayer life. But the second type of prayer is called intercessory prayer. To intercede means that you actually are just stepping in on the behalf of someone else. So that could be from people interceding to God, like on behalf of them, I'm praying to God, or it could be on God's behalf, speaking over people and over situations. But you're the one found in the middle. People ask me, well, if God wants to do it, won't he do it anyway? Who and the answer is no. I mean, sometimes there's some sovereign things that God's going to do regardless on planet earth, but often he will wait for the partnership of man God wants to do it with you. He, he's a father looking for children who will agree with him. He's a husband looking for a bride to walk beside him. In prayer, there's certain things that God wants to do, but he actually doesn't do them until people partner with him in prayer. One of my favorite examples of this is the story of Moses. 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 In Exodus 3, 7, he says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry. I know their suffering. I have come down to deliver them. I will bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. God's like, I have a plan. I'm going to save them. I'm going to deliver them. And then he says this. I will send you. This is like intercession. God has the plan. It's his power, his plan, his authority. He's going to do all of it. He does 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
And God says, just stretch out your staff over the Red Sea. And he puts it out over the sea. And then all of a sudden, boom. The Red Sea splits open. Power of God's released. The people are led to safety. One of the most glorious moments in history. But it didn't happen until Moses just went like this. God's plan, God's miracle, God's power released through Moses stretching out his hand. This is intercession. God wants to release miracles, but he says, hey, hey, you step out, intercede, pray for their healing. And then boom, he releases miracles. He wants to save people, but he says, hey, pray for their salvation. Intercession is simply partnering with what God has already said and then pray it back to God. And then the partnership of you and God coming together releases the power moment. Such a simple, small little thing with massive ramifications. There are things in America. There are things in your family. There are things in your life that God is waiting and he is longing to release. But until you ask him for his heart and then pray it out over the region or over your family, or over the situation, it doesn't change because God is waiting to partner with you to see his plan unfold. He doesn't want to do it without you. So what's a quick practical plan on how to grow in prayer? First is this, practically schedule time for prayer. Just put it in the calendar. Is it nighttime, midday, morning? When are you most focused and alert? That is when you should schedule your time to pray. If you only pray when the opportunity comes up, the devil's gonna make sure the opportunity never comes up. I promise you, you'll pray 70, 80, 90% more than the person who just prays when they feel like it. Set a time and you'll actually start praying way more consistently. The next one is this, it's just uh, create, create prayer lists right? Uh, Mike Bickle, he, he suggests three different prayer lists. A personal prayer list about you just strengthening your inner heart. That's that personal prayer life. Just to fill you up, encourage you, be with you, strengthen your heart. The next prayer list is for intercession, for speaking out for prayer for family members, praying that your friend gets saved, your neighbor gets saved, praying for your school to get changed, pray for your job to get changed. You're interceding and praying that God changes. That's where you're partnering with him and you're speaking his will over those individual people. And then a third list would be for big global things. You're just praying for, for, for the ending of abortion, your coronavirus to end. These big things that are happening in the world, God wants to hear your prayers and bring an end to them through your prayers. I want to challenge you this week. Set a time, a bigger block of time than you're used to, like 30 minutes or an hour. Make the list, write them down, set the time, set the clock, and then just start praying through the list and pray everything out on your heart. And I promise you, the time, the more you do it, the time starts to fly by and you don't even really realize it anymore. And if you follow these practical things, I promise you, you're going to pray like 10 times more than the someone who just prays when they feel like it. So go for it. Jump into prayer this week. I promise you it's going to change life and it's going to change the world. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.